0: The light of liberty and holding the line against the darkness of tyranny. Always right radio with Bob France and the answer.
1: 9 37 now. Thanks for being with us on this Tuesday morning. AM 1420 the answer. Always right radio is online at US. Always US. Check out the lead stories of the day there. It is your uh best source for conservative news and views collected and organized for your easy consumption. Always US. So You know the fight that I fought over the course of the last several months prior to the May 3rd primary to try to get Mike DeWine out of Columbus, Ohio because of what he has done to this great state. You know that I supported Jim Renese. did so very vocally and very, very passionately. Uh, Things did not work out. A very, very poor turnout I don't think helped. Neither did the appearance of a charlatan uh, in a big hat and a long beard uh, pretending to potentially be a governor. Uh, All of those things led to Mike DeWine. So now we're left. With Democrat Mike DeWine, who wears an R after his name, against Democrat Nan Whaley, who wears a D after her name. Not much difference. Is there an alternative? There might be. Or it might just be a wasted protest vote. This is what third-party candidates or independent candidates have always faced, those questions. Joining us now is possibly the answer, or maybe just the protest vote. But Neil um, Peterson is an independent conservative, former, former Republican, who is now challenging the two-party system, if you will, to try to take uh, the governor's office away from both of them. Neil Peterson joins us now on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Neil. How
0: are you, sir? Good morning, Bob. It's great to be on the air with you this morning.
1: It's good to have you. We need, we need to get to know you. For those who don't know anything about you, and I'm one of them, I mean, I've read a little bit. I read a great interview that uh, you conducted with a reporter from the Ohio Press Network, So, uh, and I've seen your website. I've seen some of your positions and policy standpoints. But uh, tell the people who don't know anything about you who is Neil Peterson.
0: Yeah, well, thanks, Bob, for the opportunity. Well, first I want everybody to know, that there is hope. There has been such a battle between the two-party system, but reality is that typically when someone runs as an independent, I hate to say it, people think of a fringe candidate, as you said, that is simply going to be a protest vote. Well, we are not a protest vote. We are, as John Morrow with Committee for Better Ohio says, we are an independent Republican because the reality is, is the party has been fractured into many different sects. And so I'm I'm a American who, first and foremost, is one who loves God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength as a pastor. And that is, is the view that I have in this world is from a biblical worldview. Second, I'm a family man. I've been married for 20 years. I got married on Groundhog Day two two oh two. Just celebrated 20 years, three daughters, 19, 12, and 10. I've got skin in this game. And I am a pastor, but I am an American who loves this country. And the word of God said that there's no greater love than one who lays down his life for his friend. And I want to tell all your listeners, we are in that battle where we need those, and there are those, freedom-fighting patriots. Who are willing to lay down their life to preserve freedom liberty truth to preserve the things that our ancestors and those who have died before us have fought so hard and we're not going to give up we're going to keep fighting the good fight uh
1: that's a great introduction um so when you call yourself an independent republican uh but you chose to leave the republican party why
0: I don't know if I chose to leave the Republican Party if the Republican Party left me. And there's probably, at least in the last primary, there's about a half million voters who feel that the party left them. If if that was not the case, we wouldn't see that DeWine only was able to get 48% of the vote. And so there is a a true, I believe, a, a hemorrhaging right now of the Republican Party, where we have someone in the highest seat in the governor's office that says he's a Republican, but everybody knows that he's a Republican in name only. And so we're left in a quandary. Do we simply, as you've heard the proverbial, hold your nose and vote for the lesser of two evils, vote for Mike DeWine, or is there another option? and so independents have never been viable but i'm telling you bob i've been all over the state a lot of people said where has he been i've been i've been out there campaigning with all the other guys for the last almost year um as an independent of course many people don't know about us but we've been on the road uh, continually and and vigorously but the reality is is there are people that don't care if r is in front of the name they want to vote based on the values of their heart and i believe that's where there's something to get excited about bob is people are saying you know what for the first time i'm not gonna vote for the lesser of two evils i'm gonna vote for what is right and i believe when people finally have the fortitude and the faith to actually vote their character and vote what they believe i believe we can finally turn the republican party around
1: We are talking with independent candidate for Governor Neil Peterson. He is uh, trying to uh, unseat Mike DeWine and stop Nan Whaley from ascending to the uh, governor's office. The real question here, and I've seen and heard different things about this, uh, Neil, is will they have a chance to vote for you at all? Will you be on the ballot? Can you clarify that?
0: Yeah, yes. So let me explain very briefly because – until I got into this bob I was a little ignorant as it relates to what made a independent candidate viable to even be electable to be on the ballot so an independent candidate a statewide candidate needs 5 times the number of signatures to get on the ballot and that number is 5000 those are 5000 valid signatures that are uh, not only submitted to the secretary of state but then those signatures are then distributed Back to their respective counties to actually be audited and confirmed. Now, the Republican or the major parties, so the Republican and the Democrats, they only need a thousand. So as an independent, this is the reason you do not see actual independents on the ballot. You'll see write-ins because you still have to register to be a write-in. But they make it very difficult for independents to get on the ballot. Now, they, they do that for some good reasons, I believe for some nefarious reasons. But the reality is, is we got our five, but we did not get the overage we would have liked to have got. So we submitted just under 6,000 signatures. Now, our, our goal was to submit around 7,500. But I can tell you, anybody who's listening, who's ever been part of, of getting signatures for a candidate, It's not easy. We worked our tails off. Our team really worked hard. And I'll tell you this, we collected more signatures than anybody else in the state. Uh, Now, we're not just proud of that, but now comes the waiting game. The Secretary of State has up to July 15th to validate those signatures. And you can say what you want about their time. I have my thoughts, but I feel that that time is way too long. For the Secretary of State to validate
1: completely agree with that I think that's ridiculous it's getting way too close to the general election. People need to know and you need to be able to campaign as if you're going to be on the ballot or not um so if if it you know if they don't verify at least five thousand of those signatures, you said you were at about seventy five hundred right so you're twenty five hundred over
0: no 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 that that was the crux Bob we wanted seventy five hundred we oh, only submitted- got six. Yeah, we only submitted right around six. So, Got it. so it it is what it is. And I want to say this: two, one or two things are going to happen, and I think both are good. <laughs> Number one, if we get on the ballot, the anti-Dewine voters they're going to freak out. They're going to be excited, and it's a happy freak out. The those if we don't get on the ballot, people are going to freak out. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, so so we, we could we could use a freak out, and I hope I hope uh, your audience is understanding my freak out. They're either going to be excited that they could actually vote for somebody else other than Dictator DeWine, or they're going to understand that the Republican Party is going to have a real uh, mess on their hands because you're going to have hundreds, and I'm not saying hundreds of thousands. Bob, I'm telling you, there's millions of them right now. We can't find DeWine supporters. I don't know where they're at. We have been campaigning for a year. They're in the shadows. They're in the ditches. I don't know. We were at a ball game collecting signatures, Ohio State Spring Game. Remember that? And we were collecting signatures. And after probably four or five hours collecting signatures, we come up to a lady and she said, I'm sorry. I'm, a, I'm, I'm voting for Mike DeWine. We almost fell over. We spent four or five hours not heard one person. Not, I, we forgot DeWine was the governor for a minute. So I don't know where these voters are, but the reality is, is people just need hope that there is another alternative. And I'm telling oh. you, for one time in history, one time in history, this window, an independent can be very viable.
1: Yeah, we're talking to Neil Peterson. He is a Dayton area pastor and an independent Republican, as he calls himself, or independent candidate for governor. Um you <laughs> I'm just having a tough time. Tough... First of all, I agree with you. Uh, in the entirety of the run-up to the primary, I couldn't find... I mean, Mike DeWine couldn't even show up at his own state central committee meeting and vote for an endorsement because he knew he would be booed uh, by the crowd. He didn't show... Mm-hmm. He was booed by the crowd in the second largest county uh, uh, a GOP organization in the state in Cuyahoga County. He was booed when he went there to try to you know get his coronation, and then uh, he lost that to Jim Renese. So I don't know where the support for Mike DeWine is coming from either, but yet here he sits um, in a situation where he got 48% of the vote. Renacy and Blystone even combined would have barely beaten him at 49%, so yet there he is. Now, Neil, here's a real tough question for you. Um, Can you live with Nan Whaley as the governor? Because some people whose political instincts I trust have said, if Neil Peterson gets on this ballot if you get those 5,000 confirmed signatures and you are there, Mike DeWine will lose. People will vote for you who would have voted for him and that Nan Whaley is going to watch that split vote and smile on her way to the governor's office. Can you live with well, that? And do you agree with that?
0: Well, I, I, not only do I, um, it's not necessarily whether I believe it, and I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on this, because it's something, Bob, from the very beginning, I had to grapple with. I went into this, Knowing that when we went independent, we filed we filed originally as a Republican, and as with the citizens candidate, no name recognition, no money. We knew that we were going to continue to split the vote. This isn't about me, but I want to share the nuances that make this unique. Okay, Mike DeWine is one of the least liked governors in the country. You know that. You talk about absolutely. That. But the reality well is well earned is, by the way, well earned <laughs> yeah, he he won that badge of honor well, yeah. so he's with his unlikability, right? there's nothing to get excited about other than his lockdowns and you know his um 4,000 yeah,
1: 4, restaurants and, and, uh, and, and, and bars and gyms out of business permanently because of his decisions. Over 4,000 and thousands more hemorrhaging right now and clinging by the skin of their teeth to their businesses staying open. All done by Mike DeWine. It's one of the reasons, Neil, I'm looking at you. And it's one of the reasons <laughs> I was behind Jim Renacci in the primary for the governor in the, in the GOP side because, uh, because of everything that Mike DeWine did. I'm sorry to interrupt, but go ahead.
0: Oh no, no! Don't 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 forget though the abortion clinics were wide open that entire time. They were, and so so the crux here is this, Bob. Me aside, right? And I'll get into a little backfill on this, but me aside, can Mike DeWine win? So do you know how many voters? Well, we know that there's roughly a half million of them that said they already weren't going to vote for DeWine. So here's the problem. Will those voters hold their nose and vote for him if there is no independent on the ballot? Now, you could split this anyway till Sunday and try to figure out what the numbers will be, but I think those numbers are exponential when you go to the general. There's going to even be more Ohio citizens, the everyday people that may not vote in the primary, that say, Are you kidding me? I don't know if I'm going to vote for Mike DeWine, and there's two schools of thought. Number one, I'm not going to vote. You've heard that. I'm not going to vote. Num- number two, and this is bizarre to me, but it's the reality of rebellion. When someone is so disgruntled with the with the candidate that's on the ballot, because some people don't really understand the the gravity of voting incorrectly, you're going to have scores of people that may even vote deep. I've read it all over the line. You've heard it. I've talked to people. There is a, an adamant group of Ohio citizens that says, no way will I vote for DeWine. It will be blank. I'll vote for Nan, or I'm not going to the polls. Have you heard any of
1: that, Bob? Oh, I have. I have. And, in fact, I've actually stated some of that, not the NAN part. I said never, but I also pledged to never vote for Mike DeWine. I, it's the, the vote I made for him uh, four years ago was, was the worst vote, uh, the, or the vote, rather, with which I have the most regret, or for which I have the most regret in my entire voting life. But what I would do is go up there and write in a name that I trusted. I will not not vote, but I will, even if it's just a protest vote, vote for an independent or write in a candidate if you're not on the ballot.
0: Well, well let, me hit, let me hit on that write-in real quickly, because there's a lot of misinformation. Once a candidate has declared their candidacy with the Secretary of State, they can no longer be a write-in candidate. Now, some people know that. So Jim Renese, Joe Blystone, they're ineligible to be write-in. Once our signatures are validated or invalidated, we cannot be write-in. Now, I've had a lot of people ask me, including last night. We were up in Cleveland last night. And they said, hey, uh, can I vote for you if they don't get validated? The answer is no. And then they said, well, what about you withdraw your petition to be a writing candidate? The answer is no. Our team worked vigorously. We are on the battlefields. And if we don't get on the ballot, then we have a purpose in all of this. If we get on the ballot, we have a purpose with all of this. But I want to I go back to your question because it's very important. I'm in the Dayton area. I've seen firsthand what how Nan has run this city. She is a progressive, wild maniac for the devil. And I mean that. She loves killing babies. She loves standing up for things that I do not hold from a moral standpoint. She believes in, I, I believe that she believes in destroying the family. She won't say that, but when you support things that are contrary to the Christian worldview, as it pertains to the family, that a school should be the governing uh, parents of your children, and all of this other wicked ideology, we truly are dealing with a devil. And I hate to say that, but you know what, Bob? Jesus told the Pharisees that they were sons of the devil. They didn't like that, but the reality is, is this is a wicked generation when people don't stand up to this. So I want to answer your question very succinctly. I have to truly go to bed multiple nights praying and say, and I said this analogy, I don't know if I want to be on Wikipedia. and My claim to fame on Wikipedia is that I got Nan Whaley in office. But as I begin to consult and as I begin to reflect and pray, there is such a job in this hour, and we may be at the tip of the spear, To understand that Mike DeWine, I truly believe at this point that the vote is already split. So what is a man to do? Well, we are to stay the course and understand that we're running, not as a protest vote, we're running to win. Now, is it going to take a miracle? Well, the Ohio motto is, with God all things are possible. So (laughs) we we know what we're up against. But I'm a David, I'm standing in front of Goliath, but I believe that with Faith it is it's impossible without faith to please God. So we have a job to do and we're gonna make history one way or another.
1: Well, Neil, I'll tell you what, uh, a lot of people are gonna really balk at your she is a tool of the devil narrative, but I will say this. You are a pastor. I believe you are guided by the loving Lord Jesus Christ. And if someone can be guided and inspired by Jesus Christ, someone else can be inspired by the other side. And that would be, uh, would be, you know, a satanic force. And I believe that is the case if you believe in killing babies before they have a chance to pass through a birth canal, uh, saying that's the biggest, that's the only difference between life and a, uh, uh, you know, and a health care procedure i think that is indeed evil i think it is indeed guided and inspired by satan so i won't uh, i won't uh, i won't join the chorus of critics who might not like the way you phrase that neil well, uh, well, Bob, next time me, we talk bring... I, i'm out of time here unfortunately okay you got i want to talk to you again and we'll get into the positions i'm looking at your website and i want as we close to tell people to visit your website neil peterson i gotta spell it because people won't get it uh it's neil <laughs> n-i-e-l N-I, almost like Niall, N-I-E-L, Peterson with an E, not an O at the end. I just want everybody to know, N-I-E-L Peterson, S-E-N, not S-O-N, com. I'm looking at your positions page on uh, the Second Amendment, pro-life, vaccines, faith, jobs and employment, education reform. Next time, we'll talk about more of those platforms. I just wanted this to be an initial introduction for those who don't know you and what's going on here as an alternative to Nan Whaley or, or Mike DeWine. So I appreciate you coming on, but stay by your phone. We'll be, uh, we'll be coming for you again so that we can share uh, all of the information that you have with Ohio voters, okay?
0: Bob, thank you so much. God bless you, brother. Thank you very much. Appreciate you.
1: That's Neil Peterson. Is he the answer? I would like to think so. Uh, but as he said, it we might take a miracle. <laughs> but in the state of Ohio, all with have God, all things are possible. So we'll see where that goes. We'll take a time out here. We'll get to our news break. And on the other side of the news, Peter Kersenow on AM 1420, The Answer, and Always Right Radio.